Welcome to In the Pines, a monthly podcast covering the mysterious, weird, and sometimes unbelievable stories that happen in the place where people love to find solace, the great outdoors. My name is Box Holiday, And I am Nikki, and my dog's just jumped off the bed. <laughs> so if you heard that, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting close to dinner time here, so it, it might be uh, first break time will be uh, dinner for the dogs. Yeah, well... Just so our listeners know, usually at least one, possibly two of Pox's dogs will usually join us at some point. And tonight, Mm -hmm. Nikki is being the nice mom and letting (laughs) her dogs, at least three out of the four, join. And so we have Hank the Bulldog, who you can probably hear breathing to my right and then <laughs> georgia oh gosh georgia just oh jumped Lord, off the I bed just saw that. <laughs> and miss willow is on the bed and she just jumped off because they heard their name so they heard their names if you exactly. hear if you hear rustling around on my end that is why the dogs are in here with me and we're we're trying it out at least until break time for us so. uh, yeah and i'm we'll sure there will be a mutiny at some point here so yeah but um oh, so to start off by the way mm-hmm. as georgia shakes so remember how last episode I said I need to change my name back um, on the Zoom screen because it oh said Lord. what Twaffle twa- Waffle Extraordinaire or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So guess what happened? No. Yeah. The very next no two days later I got into a meeting for a board I was recently placed on. Oh. So I'm a board of a direct board of director for a certain organization around here and <sighs> did not change it back. Did not realize it till about two minutes in. And I thought it was really weird because when I was, you know, how zoom does like when you first bring it up, it doesn't bring your yeah. camera up automatically. It puts the name up. So when I yeah. logged on, I could see people on there and I could see them kind of looking all puzzled. And I'm like, whatever. Okay. That's weird. And then my camera came up like right after and I muted myself and I just happened to look over and it still said, instead of Nikki blank, it said Twat Waffle oh my Extraordinaire. God. And I about died inside. Oh <laughs> my God, dude. Luckily, it's a That's pretty crazy. Like, it's a pretty laid back board, thank God, and a pretty laid back organization. And it was literally Wait, like for 0.2 seconds, but I know they saw it like... Plast- the name plastered on the screen but nobody said on. anything nobody said a thing oh but you know they've said something <laughs> to each other <laughs> oh, yeah. and i i mean i was just i was just like oh god <laughs> so, <laughs> it was the worst and i died oh. a little inside when that happened but well how about this how about um it's it's 8 25 yes i need to pee yes feed the dogs okay and um then we'll start recording our podcast again <laughs> it sounds good to me and when we come back we need to talk about my house almost catching on fire uh yeah we do did i not tell you about that no hold on to that I sent, thought. You, I sent you photos I no sent you photos. oh oh yes oh yeah we do yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. All, yeah. Right. all right when all right. we come back after the break So tell us, tell us about the uh, the uh, your house almost catching on fire there, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, so I was allowed to uh, I was allowed to work from home one day. uh, Went home early. Well, thank goodness. And (laughs) mm -hmm, I was working, and then all of a sudden, Queso, our dog who never barks, started barking, and looked outside, and I saw these two older gentlemen 
uh, jumping over the gate that leads to our property. And it was like, what's going on out here? Excuse me. And so I'm like, you know, I see one guy, one guy's coming over, one guy's going back over. And I'm like, what's going on? And why haven't you opened the gate? And, uh, and I'm like, I just yelled out, Hey, and by the time I yelled out, Hey, I realized that I was yelling at two guys that were coming from trucks that were covered in red and white lights. So it was all volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I realized that one of them was actually a North Carolina forest service truck. Oh no. And the guy goes, your neighbors got a fire going down there. And I was like, really? And then, and just so happened that four days earlier I'd come home and they had a fire, a fire had gotten out of control on their property and they were literally stomping out with their hands and their feet. So this is a common occurrence for them. In other words, <laughs> this was very new to us. Oh. Um, we, we didn't know. I mean, I mean like you know, that happened and we just stood there and, and I just stupidly didn't record it. I just stood there and we just stared down at them and like waited to see if we needed to like get a hose. And so then we, uh, uh, you know, like whatever. So I was like, yeah, they had a fire the other day. And he goes, yeah, well, you got one now. And he pointed over my shoulder pretty much. And I looked back and sure enough, there were the very familiar uniforms of a yellow shirt and green pants and dudes with just like rakes putting out this fire waiting for a tank truck to get up there. Oh, gosh. They never came and knocked on our door. They said, so we didn't think anybody was home because your gate's locked. I'm like, my gate's not locked. And they were just pushing the, 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 the way to <laughs> Thanks, unlock guys. it the wrong way. <laughs> They were like trying to push it back, uh-huh. you know, like where it was obviously lo- like, well, why did you guys, they were pulled, they were pulling it. And it was like, well, why didn't you push it? <laughs> oh, yeah. And, um, so they go, well, we were getting ready to break it down. I'm like, well, glad I came on. Out. Yeah. And right. I was like, we, we were just sitting inside with a world cup match going <laughs> in the background and I'm on my computer working from home and just like, what? And so, uh, yeah, they had, uh. Uh, our neighbors had decided to, on the second driest day of the of the year uh, or the, of the month, decided to light some, you know, like a like a garbage pile on fire. That totally makes now, sense. Yeah. Now, in the inside that garbage pile was insulation. Oh God. Um, any I I don't know what. So basically, they had it. It looked like they were trying to take the house apart from the inside out. Dear God. Um. All, like it was like one day it was kind of a you know there were a couple bags of trash outside look like okay maybe they're we thought somebody was getting the house ready mm-hmm. for a new renter or something like yeah. that because like there have been some people coming and going in that place and again it's down the mountain away from us so we don't really really pay attention unless they make a lot of noise and so didn't even really notice it but then all of a sudden and then one day the house was covered in white trash. And I don't mean that as in people. I mean, there was literally trash everywhere. It was like, what's going on down here? Good gosh. Like over the week, over the course of this weekend, like what happened? And there's just stuff everywhere. It was like, it literally was like they were taking the house apart from the inside out. So, um, so it turned out they had start this, started this fire down there and it had gotten out of control and it had come up the mountain hopped over a, a, a fire road. Oh, gosh. And um, then had come onto our property. And by the time that the, by the time they got to it, it was 12 feet from our house. Yeah, gosh. Feet from, 12 feet from my bedroom. And uh, I mean, I literally was out there with a, with my garden hose. Yeah. And, uh, and then they were able to kind of get it from down below where that fire road was. Yeah. But uh, 
So anyway, we didn't really know much about it. It was a really weird situation. We were told to wait around for a fire inspector to come by. The fire inspector or investigator never came by and interviewed us. Um, anyway, so cut to today. Um, my wife was outside trying to get one of our dogs inside. And he wasn't coming inside because there was somebody at the edge of our property. And But it turned out it was really it was the guy who owned the property down there. They were squatters. <gasps> oh, crap. So they weren't even the running. Guy, they had bought the place. To, he had bought the place two months ago. And these people were squatting inside. And so he was going through the court process of getting them out of there. Ugh. And um, so basically they were just, I don't know what was going on, but they were just ripping it up. And he had been, uh, he had been injured. And so he wasn't around for a few days. And, uh, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. And I bet he probably felt horrible about the whole situation. He's probably like, dude. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he really knows the full extent. We didn't really go into it with him. You know, we just (laughs) – you know what it's like living in the the mountains. True. You don't give give anything. Yeah. You just look at him like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. The day after it happened, uh, some of our other neighbors that are from out of town, they just happened to be in town when it happened. It was right around Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was like days before Thanksgiving. And, <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> yeah. They came up and were kind of talking to us, asking us a bunch of questions, and we're like, uh-huh, yep, nope, yep, nope. Yeah. You paid that much money for it. Yeah. We pay to fix the road. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, this lady just goes... <laughs> You guys have seen some shit, huh? We're like, yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Going back to Knoxville. Uh, mm. So you've done had a, a flooding in your house from the whatever it was. And now you've had a fire yeah. next to your house. Like, Oh, yeah. I did have a flooding in the house. <laughs> yeah. It's like the apocalypse up on uh, Pox Mountain there or whatever. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, maybe we should talk about um, what we came to oh yeah talk about yeah yeah podcast (laughs) allow myself to introduce myself (laughs) hello by the way we have a podcast let's get into the episode i guess (laughs) to start us out so we all love the outdoors if you've listened if you're listening to this podcast you like the outdoors at least a little bit probably right right Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of us that if we haven't been to national parks we want to go to national parks or at least one in particular at some point in our lives. Like we've each got our, Mm -hmm. that's my, I need to go there national park. Right. Well, for me, besides, um, what's the, the one with the big giant trees. Sequoia. Yeah. Sequoia national park. That is my go-to because I'm a, you've probably seen my pictures. I posted on Twitter, Instagram of me hugging the big virgin Mm -hmm. growth hemlocks here in West Virginia. Like I just want to go hug one of the big sequoias, but Besides that one, my other top, top tier national park I want to go to is the one, the only Yellowstone National Park. So, mm-hmm. little background, because that's what I'm doing this episode. Uh, to start mm-hmm. us out, Yellowstone National Park is located in the western U.S. It is largely in the northwest corner of Wyoming and extends into Montana and Idaho. Uh, Yellowstone is 2,219,789 acres, which makes it larger than Rhode Island and Delaware combined. Like, I knew Yellowstone was huge, but holy smokes, I didn't yeah. realize it was that huge. 
Like that's insane. I mean, I mean, not, not, I mean, you probably are going to talk about this, but there is like a what forty-five kilometer long lake. I actually did not it's cover that. No, crazy. I didn't know that. And there's some. There's something crazy like. Um, it's part of the caldera uh-huh. of the volcano. Okay, anyway, I'll shut up. Well, no, I'll that's that's later. okay. We'll get through mine, and then you can kind of tell me a little bit about <laughs> that because I didn't I didn't realize that. So, prior to its designation as a national park, Yellowstone had been inhabited by the Native Americans for around eleven thousand years. So, much like Mount Shasta, it's one of the most. It's not Mount Shasta is one of the more continuously inhabited areas, or like the one with the longest length. I think is what it was, right? Um, this one, you know, has had people residing in it or around it for pretty much the same amount of time. Um, right. Yellowstone's location at the convergence of the Great Plains, Great Basin, and Columbia Plateau Indian cultures means that many Native American tribes have traditional connections to the land and its resources. Uh, Yellowstone served as a place where Native Americans would hunt, fish, gather plants they would quarry obsidian which is a it's not a precious it's a it's a stone Mm -hmm. and use the thermal waters for religious and medicinal purposes um the kiowa blackfeet cayuse cordeline shoshone nez perce and other tribes are all believed to have explored and utilized the park for its abundant resources during some point in their, you know, recent history within the past several hundred years. Many tribes pass in and out of Yellowstone on a seasonal basis. However, the Tukudika, I think is what it is. I'm probably very wrong and I apologize. Beautiful. Um, but the Tukudika stayed throughout the winters. Um, and this makes them Yellowstone's only known permanent residence. The Tukudika were also known as the sheep eaters and were named such because of the bighorn sheep whose migrations that they, they would closely follow. Um, and the sheep eaters, because I'm sorry, it's way too hard to pronounce the name for me as a white person. And I apologize. I will work on that. Um, but the sheep eaters made bighorn sheep a staple of their diet. And they actually would, you know, try to use every single part of that animal within their lives. So they would use the horns for instance, for, you know, whether they used it for part as weapons or part towards like collecting things within the horns, because the, the horns on a sheep or ram of those types, they're hollow. So you can use it to collect things, so on and so forth. They would use every part of that animal. Um, Mm -hmm. the first white people on Yellowstone land. So this is kind of a fun one and it's, it's just a quick little backstory of like when people first started going, but it's pretty funny. Um, so in 1806, John Coulter, who was a member of the Lewis and Clark expedition, left to join a group of fur trappers after splitting up with the other fur trappers in 1807. Coulter passed through a portion of what later became the park during the winter of 1807 to 1808. So probably like traditionally like November, December of 1807 into like, you know, February, March of 1808. Um, he's, he observed at least one geothermal area in the northeastern section of the park near Tower Fall. And after surviving wounds that he suffered in a battle with members of the Crow and Blackfoot tribes in 1809, Coulter described a place of fire, or excuse me, quote, 
fire and brimstone, which I love when people say fire and brimstone. Can I just say, (laughs) um, but it was, it was a place of fire and brimstone that most people dismissed as delirium on his part from where he had wounds and they figured, Oh, he's got a fever, you know? Um, the supposedly mystical place was nicknamed Coulter's hell in honor of that. Uh, over the next 40 years, numerous reports from mountain men and trappers told of boiling mud, streaming rivers, and petrified trees. Yet most of those reports were believed at the time to be nothing more than like a myth. Because you got to think yeah. like the modern white man at that time had never seen anything like that. So right. the closest would probably be like sulfur springs uh, that are in on like the East Coast, especially around Appalachia, actually. Um, so... After an 1856 exploration, mountain man Jim Bridger, who is also believed to be the first or second European American to have seen the Great Salt Lake, by the way, um, reported observing boiling springs, spouting water, and a mountain of glass and yellow rock. These reports were largely ignored also because Bridger was known as a quote-unquote spinner of yarns. So we got two different people that they're like, Dude, I saw this. I swear I saw this. And they're like, okay, y'all are full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> in 1859, a U.S. Army surveyor named Captain William F. Reynolds embarked on a two-year survey of the southern central Rockies after wintering in Wyoming. In May of 1860, Reynolds and his party, which included geologist Ferdinand V. Hayden and guide Jim Bridger, attempted to cross the Continental Divide over two ocean plateau from the Wind River drainage in northwest Wyoming. Heavy spring snows prevented their passage, but had they been able to actually like travel the divide, they would have been the first organized survey to enter the Yellowstone region. Um, and then after this point, so 1859, what happened after 1859? Do you remember? <laughs> in American history. Um, a little thing called the Civil kinda- War. <laughs> Oh, I thought we were doing just fine. Yeah, we were not. We were not fine. But so after that 1859 little travel through there, uh, the Civil War in America pretty much kind of dampened and hampered any further further organized explorations until about the late 1860s. So the first detailed expedition of the Yellowstone area was the Cook Folsom Peterson Expedition in 1869 and it consisted of three privately funded explorers who followed the yellowstone river to yellowstone lake so i did you know hear a little bit about the lake uh the members of this expedition kept a journal and based on the information it reported a party of montana residents organized the washburn langford doan expedition in 1870 This expedition was headed by the Surveyor General of Montana, Henry Washburn, and included Nathaniel P. Langford, who later became known as National Park Langford, and a U.S. Army detachment commanded by Lieutenant Gustavus Doan. The expedition spent about a month exploring that region, collecting specimens and naming sites of interest. Uh, Yellowstone National Park was then established on March 1st, 1872 by the U.S. For, by the 42nd U.S. Congress with the Yellowstone National Park Protection Act and signed into law by President Ulysses S. Grant. Yellowstone was the first national park in the U.S. 
and is also widely widely held to be the first national park in the world. So, fun fact there. Uh, the park is also known for its wildlife, of course, and its many, many, many geothermal features. Um, the most famous geyser in the park, and perhaps the whole world, is the one, the only Old Faithful. Old Faithful. Yeah. So, and it is actually located in the Upper Geyser Basin. Um, so there's also Castle Geyser. And it's not that faithful. And it's not. No, that's the thing about the Old Faithful. Um, so there is also <laughs> Castle Geyser, Lion Geyser, Beehive Geyser, Grand Geyser, which is the world's tallest predictable geyser, Giant Geyser, mm. which is the world's most voluminous geyser, and Riverside Geyser, and numerous other geysers that are in that same basin. How many times can we say geyser in one sentence? <laughs> That's just such a, like, yeah. My brain, as, my brain as many goes times to as I'm a gonna really, say caldera. really ornery place when i think of the word geyser for some reason anyways <laughs> bad nicky yeah i know um i think geyser of like puke like i don't know anyways oh okay. yeah no Good. no what are you thinking <laughs> no i don't, I don't know. know anyways i've worked ems too long uh so dick dick boom yeah there we go the park contains the tallest active geyser in the world steamboat geyser in the Norris Geyser Basin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> steamboat. Steamboat. Doot, doot. <laughs> I was thinking of Steamboat Wind. Oh, yes! Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, a study that was completed in 2011 found that at least 1,283 geysers have erupted in Yellowstone. Of these, an average of 465 are active in a given year. And Yellowstone contains at least 10,000 thermal features altogether, including geysers, hot springs, mud spots, and is it fumaroles? I think that's how it's pronounced. Fumaroles. Uh Um, And over half of the world's geysers and hydrothermal features are concentrated in Yellowstone. There's a reason for that, which I'm sure you're going to let us know at some point because I didn't cover it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And while it represents many types of biomes, the subalpine forest is the most abundant and is part of the South Central Rockies forest ecoregion. By the way, there are almost 60 different species of mammals within the park, which is crazy. And that includes the Rocky Mountain wolf, coyote, the Canadian lynx, cougars, and black and grizzly bears. So they got two types there. Um, other large mammals include, of course, the bison which you'll often hear referred to as buffalo Um, and elk, moose, mule deer, white-tailed deer, mountain goats, pronghorn, and bighorn sheep. Um, As far as a breakdown of like the different species of wildlife, there are seven species of ungulates, which would be bison, bison, moose, elk, and pronghorn. Uh, two species of bear, as we said, black and grizzly bears, and 67 other mammal species. 322 species of birds, which blows my mind. 16 yeah. species of fish, and of course, the gray wolf. So that is a little background on Yellowstone National Park, at least the demographic side of it and all that good stuff. So, fun, fun. So, uh, just to follow up real quick, I just Googled... Uh, Yellowstone Lake 
it's the largest body of water in Yellowstone National Park. The lake is at 7732 feet above sea level, covers 136 square miles with 110 miles of shoreline. Oh, that's right. Is that the one that is the highest lake? In North America, no. there, there's there's another lake at Yellowstone that I totally meant to put in there. I think that is it's the highest. It sits at an elevation of like nine thousand and some feet, possibly. I don't know. There's a there's another lake that's really cool that I I, I did have in my stuff, but it, it's not really a mystery. It, it, it's 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 called Isa Lake. Uh huh. And um, so uh, what's his name? Um. Uh, from Cincinnati, uh, the, the explorer you just talked about, uh, Chittenden, right? Uh, Wasn't that his name? Uh, or Hiram Chittenden? Uh, no. He, he was one of the guys. He was the first known European to see this lake that's in the park. Okay, and, I didn't crazy talk about him. Of, I don't think. But the, yeah, I think it was a different guy. I yeah. think we were talking about the one guy that came through the whole thing. But yeah, yeah but this guy, he, he uh, this lake... So the western side of the lake empties into the Mississippi. So it's a part of the and Mississippi River Basin? Wow. The, the, the west side. Oh, wait. When, what? When the west side of the lake drains, it drains towards, actually, maybe not the Mississippi, but like towards like the Snake River. Or it drains what goes away. into it the drains, Mississippi River Basin. It drains Basin. east. Wow. It well, not. I, I, I might be wrong about Mississippi. It drains east. Oh, okay. So towards Antarctica, maybe not. And the eastern side. Mm-hmm. So there's the, the, it. It has to do with the thawing. Uh-huh. Just the way the way it's the way it's situated. So the eastern side empties into the Pacific. That's so crazy. And uh, but yeah, that's but so. But here's the other crazy thing: the guy who discovered it. He named it after this famous Cincinnati socialite. <laughs> and that's where the story ends. He didn't marry her. He didn't date her. Just he named, named it, it after her. this famous chick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever. <laughs> and I mean that in all respects. Yeah. Chick. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was one of those where it was like, well, that's that's a mystery. That is. But, uh, yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll dig into how what I uh, thank you for that, and I need to uh, uh, yeah, shut up. No. <laughs> no, I was just I was like just making up dumb shit. Um, <clears throat> okay, so here, here we go. On December fourteenth, two thousand five, Michael Beldarian, and that's how I'm going to say his name, drove towards the Yellowstone Zone of Death on a mission to kill. Oh. Beldarian parked his truck outside of the Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park and hiked into the zone of death. Before long, Beldarian found who he was looking for and raised his rifle. After the shot, Beldarian decapitated his victim and took their head to his truck. However, it turns out his victim was actually standing just outside of the National Park. So would Beldarian still be able to escape prosecution under the Yellowstone zone of death loophole? Wait, he decapitated? You might be asking yourself, what the hell is the Yellowstone Zone of Death? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say right now that Wikipedia has the most straightforward forward definition that I have found and is a little editing in here. So the U.S. District Court of Wyoming is currently the only U.S. District Court to have jurisdiction over multiple states. 
And that's because it has jurisdiction over all of Yellowstone. So I'm guessing okay. like here in North Carolina, Tennessee, North Carolina must have the North Carolina side. Tennessee must have the Tennessee side yeah. of the Great Smokies. That's all I can figure. Um, but um, so the extends. Um, so since it extends slightly beyond Wa- uh, Wyoming's boundaries into Idaho and Montana, you know, the federal government has exclusive jurisdiction over the park. So crimes committed in the park cannot be prosecuted under any of the state's laws. Okay. So there was a professor from Michigan State University who was conducting some research trying to with his his goal was to try and find uh, to write an essay about the technicalities of the Sixth Amendment, which is your right to fair and speedy or speedy and qu- or, or quick trial. Yeah. Um, and so his name is uh, Professor Brian, Dr. You know, Brian Kalt, K-A-L-T. But he wondered if there was like, hypothetically, he was wondering if there was a space where there were not enough eligible citizens to sit for a jury. And he theorized that there could be no trial because there'd be no punishment for, for major crimes in that area because they wouldn't be able to field a jury if there was a small enough group. Okay. And then he later realized there is an area like that. It's a 50 square mile area in the Idaho and Yellow uh, in the Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park because there aren't enough people that live in that small area. It's just like woods. Uh-huh. And so a crime that's committed in there on the federal level, mm-hmm. the person could basically request, well, I want my jury of peers in Idaho. Because that's where it happened. Yeah. But but anyway, so um, so basically he was horrified when he realized that there might actually be a loophole zone. Mm-hmm. And so he wrote this essay and the focus of it was to warn, like to kind of try and persuade the government to fix this loophole. So the essay, which is called The Perfect Crime, was published in 2005 in the Georgetown Law Journal. The only thing was cult feared that that criminals might read the essay Mm -hmm. and commit crimes in the zone before the loophole was fixed. But anyway, getting back to Michael Bedardarian. So when he was finally brought to trial in 2007, he was arrested for his crime and, but he wasn't, you know, finally brought to trial, you know, those things take forever till 2007. He, uh, he cited cults article as a defense Mm -hmm. because, and so he was, but, but but since he was standing in Yellowstone, when he pulled the trigger, and was he was indicted on the in the Wyoming district, but he objected and wanted to be right right. Uh, excuse me, uh, he wanted to be tried by uh, this area in Montana, which also didn't have a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. And um, sorry, I need to scroll down. Here. But he not only murdered but decapitated. Hold on. Okay. So uh, I, I, I I misspoke there. Uh, there actually is a trial is possible in Montana mm-hmm. um, because it is populated, but it's very sparsely populated. Gotcha. Um, so in, instead of trying to call such a jury in a loosely populated uh, portion of Montana and uh, make an arrangement, <coughs> excuse me, and make an argument for why the Sixth Amendment did not entitle Baldarian to such a trial, the court just dismissed, dismissed the argument. Um, supposedly because it would imply Yellowstone contained a de- zone of death loophole. Um, and also because they just, they were able to throw it out. Um, it, everybody kind of says it would have a really difficult time standing up in court, mm-hmm. 
but it could be something that could change something. So actually it wasn't until um, this year that any type of legislation has been brought at the federal level Mm -hmm. to try and close this loophole, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, So this is from the Bozeman Gazette on February 19th. Leap day! Yay! 2008. Yay! Wait, no. Uh, February 29th, leap day. Uh, Right? That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said 19th. Sorry. (laughs) 29th. My bad. (laughs) It's okay. I was like, wait, what did I say? No, I'm Um, Looney Tunes at this point. (laughs) It's okay. Yeah, sorry. It is late. No, it's just been a long Um, week. (laughs) Yes. It's just been a long week. I just... Yeah. 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 Uh, Michael David Baldarian, 36, 36, who, who pleaded guilty last August to three felony charges in August 2007, was sentenced to four years in prison. In addition to prison time, the chief judge of the U.S. District Court of District of Wyoming ordered Baldarian to pay $1,150 in fines, $6,000 in restitution, and serve three years of supervised probation after his release from prison. His three charges were... Being a felon in possession of a firearm, unlawful transportation of illegally possessed wildlife, and unlawful possession of illegally taken wildlife. Here I am sitting here going, he done shot somebody? He done beheaded them? Oh my God, how he is he only getting four years? Like, what is wrong with our justice system? <laughs> I was so That's right. confused. Beldarian oh. was arrested for his role in the killing of two bull elk in oh. and near Yellowstone National Park, but he still tried to pull. He still tried to pull off the, that defense, yeah. and um, and I mean, it it, it it basically scared the courts enough that they were like they threw out a decision, yeah. and um, and yeah, and so yeah, this uh, U.S. Uh, an Idaho legislator and uh, U.S. Congress uh, has brought this thing in. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's been closed or not. I don't know exactly where that stands, but I mean, I would, I would think that would be something which should be probably easily, uh, figured out, but who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, um, so honestly, that really is the most like dangerous thing that I found that happened in the zone of death, which you would think like, well, well, we keep hearing about this, keep hearing about it. Well, well, so I mean, you know, really what happened was when everybody was looking for Gabby Petito, Uh they knew in the areas she'd gone. And so basically people that knew about the zone of death started adding that, well, what if if? Brian was taking her to the, you know, and so that turned into, you know, the same way that they were certain she was in the Appalachian trip. There were people that were certain that that, and I never heard this, or or if I did, I didn't know what it yeah. was. Um, but that was one of the things that kind of sparked and kind of brought it back to the public consciousness. Uh, but but yeah, so that was one thing. But I think I told you that I I know someone who, uh, well, as I like to say, I'm Instagram friends with someone yeah. <laughs> uh, that uh, that works at Yellowstone mm-hmm. and um, has worked there for a little while. And so I I just um, well for one. I love the fact that she refers to me as the uh, the deadbeat dad of podcasting <laughs> um, because of our odd release schedule yeah, well, um, you know. <laughs> of Pox and Puss. It's like, uh, uh, we, we you know, we'll have a good couple of months to have, hey, they put out a show every couple of months. Dad's here. <laughs> and then eight months later, we finally put out like a 30 minute long episode. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, dad, yeah, dad, I guess it was in his manic stage. <laughs> but um, 
so anyway, but uh, I need to adjust my legs. Um, but uh, but anyway, but but like I said, they work for Yellowstone. And I asked him the other day, <laughs> I said, uh, do you know anything about the Yellowstone Zone of Death? And they basically said um, they didn't believe that it existed. Mm-hmm. And they literally referred me to the front desk of Yellowstone for any further questions. And I was like, this almost feels like someone's reading off of a card. Yeah. You know, like 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 this was the official party line. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that wasn't it, but – I'm I'm going to go on a tangent here. Oh boy. And I sent you a text earlier and I said, get ready for this. Oh yeah. I don't know if you saw that you saw the yeah. title. Well so reading off of a card struck a really strong nerve with me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had to do that at a job one time. Um I'm just gonna say that I uh I I I worked at a place where people gamble. Okay. Um, legally, yeah. <clears throat> I'll just say that. Yeah. One night, I went on my break, mm-hmm. went into the cafeteria that was at this gambling center. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, "You just missed it." I was like, "What?" He said, "It just came on the news, and they came in and they changed the channel." I said, "What happened?" He said, "Well, do you know blah 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 and blah blah blah?" And I kind of knew who one guy was, but I didn't know the other mm-hmm. guy. And wh- where we worked, it was like they had a – I think they had a print shop in the place. Mm-hmm. And if you were like a five-star, you know, you gave great customer service, your picture would pop up like on a wall somewhere yeah. in a star or literally like over the urinal. Like, <laughs> hey, hey, John did a good job. <clears throat> oh, and so th- so like – so each month there would be like the five five-star, you know, whatever's yeah. like the, the best people – and it'd be five people on this thing. The urinal. He said he's he's one of the guys that's like on the the sign. Okay. He's like he's he's like the third guy over. And I was like, okay, yeah, I think I know. Yeah, I know who you guys are talking about. They said it just came on the news that he got arrested for cutting off people's balls. Sorry, what? <laughs> what? I mean, you can imagine my. I'm like, oh what? my gosh. And they go, yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I think I know who you guys are talking about, you know. And so I they scarfed down food and everything like that. They said it came on the news and someone came in and changed the channel. And so uh, off of news. And we were like, oh, my gosh. And so he said, look, yeah, so when we go out, I'll show you. It's, he's on one of the banners in the hallway on the way to, into the cafeteria. I said, oh, OK. So we go outside. Banner no gone. Banner. Oh my god! They just pulled the Nothing banner over the urinals. They said, no, <laughs> we erased this persona non grata, man. Gone. And so I, I, I had to look it up. I had to look it up, which I, 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 I thought, I thought wise enough not to look it up while I was thinking of it on my computer at work, because um, that was going to be a really fun Google search to pop up on my. Uh, uh-huh. Oh my God. work computer so i picked up my phone and uh then i was like well oh, whatever and uh so sure enough i found this article from uh march 31st 2006 which is exactly when it would have been at 9 10 p.m okay. which which i i worked the second shift and so that would have been when i would have been in, going into the cafeteria about that time for my dinner break or whatever so these two employees uh were arrested for their part of an international castration ring um, and they were the alleged castrators. 
these guys plus another man. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember if the guy lived with them. I know two of them lived together. Uh, but anyway, um, admitted to performing at least eight surgeries on six consenting clients over the past year, including castrations and testicle replacements in their rural sadomasochistic dungeon in rural Haywood County, North Carolina no. over the past year. No. What? Yeah. And the article does, the, the article is nice. It does let you know that none of these men were licensed to practice medicine. Well, obviously the fuck not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? They didn't actually mention, they didn't mention where they worked, like where two of them worked. That, that didn't come up. They just kind of named their names. I was very surprised to find out that two of them were in their 60s. And one was in their, I mean, one was in their 40s. I understood that, but, but I don't know. Who um, cares? Like, yeah. Hunger Games style, like, like I volunteers tribute. What? Me? I, I have. I don't have balls, and like my, I, I hurt right now. Yeah, it hurts. It hurts. Like, it hurts. Uh, sympathy. They, they um, they were, from what I understand. People flew in from outside of the country to do this. That's why it was an international ring. So yeah, so I I, I don't really know. I don't. I have no clue. I love I have how that no has clue. nothing to do with Yellowstone, by the way. Either it's just. <laughs> but hold on. Oh no! Oh, does it? No, no, no. It doesn't really know. Like Jesus. <laughs> Again, the zone of death involved a death of an elk or a moose. We'll get uh, back to so, uh, so. We'll get, we'll get, we'll, we're, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting to it. So the next day I come into work and we are handed a slip of paper and it is the party line of what you say if you are asked. <laughs> That's why you're talking about like the car. <laughs> and so made it through like maybe probably like two thirds, three quarters of my night and I get a call on my radio and, and one of the big head honchos is like, can you come over here? I'm like, yeah. And they said, uh, this man believes he wasn't given enough coins um, in the machine. And so would you mind escorting him over to the cashier so they can check and see? And this guy had a mouth that I can't, I can't describe. You just want to like boom like my but dad, like, in other words. That's I exactly mean, just like, what like, my yeah. sounds like. It was, it was, it was a, yeah, it was a deep mountainous oh, yeah, kind of style accent. <laughs> but like this, this part down here on the bottom was just rubber. And he was like, uh, just so perfectly described how my dad sounds. Like, <laughs> well, so we get the so so we walk up there, you know, and 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 you know, my job is to say as little as yeah. possible, keep the person happy, don't apologize, just walk back there, find out how much it was. So we hand it over, and this guy's mad, you know, and he's saying whatever, and he turns to me and he goes, "So you uh, you remember that Bob Bubba What? I was like, "What was was that, sir?" And he's like, "You remember that Bob Bubba I was like, uh, he's it. I said, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit that. You got to hit me one more time with that. He goes, so are you a member of that ball buster club? <laughs> so you pulled out the card. <laughs> it was the perfect opportunity to reach into my fanny pack. that had $8,000 in it and pull out a piece of paper and say, 
the people you're referring to are no longer employed by, you know, whatever it was. I can't remember. I you know, it was 2006. The best part is you said, I reached into my fanny pack. <laughs> That's what I had. I had a fanny pack. That was my job. I had a oh fanny God. pack with $8,000 oh in it. Oh, God. <laughs> I was responsible. 8000 bucks a night just walking around, around my waist. And uh, had to come back with eight thousand dollars at the end of the night every single day. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I oh. probably won't, probably shouldn't put that in there. But yeah, yeah. I had a fanny pack. Oh. I had a fanny pack. I reached into my fanny pack and pulled out my magic <laughs> card. I got to read from. Bing, ding. <laughs> oh my god. The ball buster club. <laughs> the ball buster but yeah. Club. Um, <laughs> here are two words you probably were not expecting. Ball buster. <laughs> <laughs> zombie wolves sorry what <laughs> excuse exactly. me exactly <laughs> what maybe i should have started with that is this gonna be like um, just no. an episode where we try to like deter nikki from going to yellowstone finally one of these days <laughs> no no it's actually it's it's actually something that's pretty common um because uh pretty much one in four yellowstone wolves mm-hmm. are carrying a brain altering parasite okay. and it's that toxoplasmosis gondi oh, so kind of, the same thing the cats get oh, okay gotcha same thing oh my brain same was exact thinking thing. like chronic wasting disease with uh white-tailed deer is what i was thinking oh of. yeah 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 yeah, well, but there is this crazy stuff that they figured out with that. So it's pretty much capable of infecting all, like, humans can get it from cats uh-huh. and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Um, and there's there's been studies, like, where they found that people who have this mm-hmm. can seem, like, physically somehow in our eyes more attractive. There's, like, something that they have. There's something that, yeah. But it also increases their risk of brain cancer. So, you know, so you don't want to get it. But, uh, okay, um, cool. <clears throat> it's, it, they're, they're, yeah, there's all these weird studies. <clears throat> so, like, the person that has this little brain amoeba looks physically yeah. more attractive to other people? Or is it vice versa? Or the other way? You know, I don't really know. Um, I, I think it's, it, it, I mean, it says, previous studies have shown that it can make people appear more attractive to others. I, I think what they were saying is like like that we think that I don't I don't know I probably should take that maybe out. that's maybe that's Kim Kardashian's secret <laughs> yeah, don't take it. it out that's Kim Kardashian's secret <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, they, they they conducted tests on uh, the 243 wolves in Yellowstone uh-huh. and they found that 27 percent of them were infected with the parasite so then they found that in that study they found that wolves were 11 times more likely to leave their original pack okay. if they have that oh and that makes sense. which is which is a very risky behavior for wolves yeah. to strike out on their own uh, or to try try to join another pack yeah. but here's the crazy thing so this is what makes me think that they're more attractive if you got it they were also 46 times more likely to become a new pack leader really yes huh so, you know, so what they believe is there's there's two theories. There's one that, um, you know, that it can infect everybody, including humans, mm-hmm. through undercooked meat. Okay. Um, and so they're just eating elk. Yeah. So there's, you know, so that's their main food source. So they're saying that pretty much like 
there's a way that like they're not digesting it properly that it is giving them this or okay. something somehow. Um, yeah. And so, uh, but then there's also this other thing that uh, they have a really big range, kind of like uh, kind of like mountain lions okay. do. And so they wind up overlapping with mountain lions a lot. So there's also oh. a theory that they're truly getting it from big cats. That makes sense. I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah, like through like the like cougars yeah, or yeah, something yeah. like that is what they say. Yeah. So that, that those are our zombies. Those are so yeah. So they're not really <laughs> zombie zombies. Wolves. They don't have like the the ways. Yeah. But that 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 was literally how one article like. There are so many things, like when you when you Google like you know, when I set out on this, I was like, this is gonna be easy. <laughs> the zone of death. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, and then you What's sent me gonna... panic texts like what two days later, and you're like, "There, there's, I don't know what to do. There, there's so much other stuff, and I'm just, I, I don't know how to narrow it down. I'm like, find three things. <laughs> You'll be fine. Shasta was a shit so, yeah. too. <laughs> Shasta, excuse me, not Shasta. <laughs> um. So okay, let's talk about the super volcano in the room. Yes. This is what I'm excited <laughs> for. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that that's really like, I, I've got this, uh, this, th- there's so much super volcano information. I'm just going to kind of summarize what I, what I've picked up over the past few days. There's this huge volcano, you know, that, that, that if it, if it literally just does what they think it's going to do one day and have a, a, a large eruption, that it could literally kill five billion people. Oh yeah, um, because um, you know, initially it would kill something like eighty nine thousand people. Because I mean, it is in a remote yeah, area, yeah. but still. But the thing is, is there wouldn't be anything for something like twenty six kilometers in each direction, except for a one kilometer thick, just like upheaval of Earth. Mm-hmm would be just laying on top of whatever was around for yeah. 26 kilometers around. And, you know, and it, it's one of those, it would, it would not stop raining rock and ma- and lava for days. No. And then, you know, then the cloud would take over and then, you know, Hello, and nuclear then winter. Would, <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Like whether yeah. you want to say it or not, the climate would change. Yeah. You fucking climate <laughs> deniers. That, <clears throat> And, and yeah, we would pretty much, you know, we we would all die of uh, starvation yeah. because everything would be gone at that yeah. point. Um, so that's 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 the upside. <laughs> um, but I remember. So I, I don't know if you remember this. When I read this, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Everything was going all to shit. <laughs> um, so like on March 18th, they, this big article came out that 288 earthquakes have happened in the last blah 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 like two three days around yellowstone is it waking up you know because this was right whenever everything got that was the week everything got shut down march 2020 you know march 18th or whatever it was so i mean we were all watching the news trying to figure out what was going on i do not remember seeing about that i remember that it was like a it might have been a big thing trending on twitter i mean i was like i had nothing to do you know so you know i had some stuff to do. Yeah. And um, <laughs> some of the things. Yeah. <laughs> it was an essential yeah. worker. Um, but uh but so anyway, it, it wound up just, you know, it, it wound up just being a blown out of proportion mm-hmm. thing 
it actually is not above the mean or the average oh, for the amount of okay. earthquakes. Somebody just put it out there and everybody just kind of right, went with nuts it. with it. <laughs> Never. On social media? Who would have thought? <laughs> no one ever takes something and runs with it. No. Think the So I remember at that point in time when everything was going to hell that summer mm-hmm. and everything like that, it was Yellowstone 2020. I remember that was like the thing, like you know, like you know, this you know the same way you'd be like you know Clinton Gore, Bush, Cheney, yeah. you know, whoever it is, you know, the same kind of thing. It was just Yellowstone 2020, <laughs> and uh, I think it's quickly turned into Yellowstone 2024. Yeah, pretty much. At least in the state of West Virginia, it has. <laughs> well, procrastination pays off because um, you know we are unfortunately putting this out a little bit later than we like to have had it put out, but um, literally. Two days ago, new information came out about Yellowstone. Because if we had put this out a week ago, the most recent information I had found pretty much puts it at like a decline in the uh, possibility of there being a an, an eruption of some kind. Uh-huh. Um, everybody was like, actually, um, it gets real nerdy. So that thing I was talking about <laughs> that earlier, the caldera, yeah, it's it's Spanish for cauldron. So what that is is basically it's it's what happened like it like it blew out mm-hmm. you know um and that was where one of the you know there's there's been like three big explosions three big eruptions um and it's like Mount Saint 700 Helens. it was like no 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 I'm talking about three oh there, there. well you you talked about caldera and like the first thing my brain went to was Mount Saint Helens though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, Yellowstone, like that's what the lake is. That huge lake is part of the caldera. Oh. So it's like blown out and then filled in. And, oh, and, and, okay. And so yeah, and so it's like you know, then there's like stuff settled on top, so it's not boiling or whatever, yeah. you know. So I'm 99% sure that's what it is. But there's been all these huge explosions, and every time there's an explosion, it creates another chamber underneath. Uh huh. And so I. Does God, this is this is me. This is dumbass pox <laughs> science. I think what they said was like, okay, in order for the chamber to be at risk of explosion, it needs to be at like 30% capacity. So if there's more pressure, it has more chance of going up. And they were always putting it at like 10 or 20%. Uh-huh. So it was never really a big deal. Literally two days ago. This new 20-year research of all of the seismic activity around. They've just done like all these studies using all the seismic activity they've recorded to figure out how big these chambers are underneath there. And they're like, oh my God, they're huge and they're full. (laughs) Not full, full, but like way, way over 30%. And, um, and so, and there's like other ones they didn't know about and they, they now have like a, you know, a 3d model of what it looks like inside of there using all this, you know, data. Anyway, actually the risk has actually risen since lovely Tuesday. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Wonderful. So yeah, so complete one week makes all the difference. So, but of course, you know, I could probably find something that, you know, says, oh, no, no, there's no chance. I, I misspoke earlier. Everything would be covered in a meter thick layer for 500 kilometers or 310 miles. That that's the oh, actual so we're good over here at least. We're not going to get so covered it's not a kilometer it. thick. It's only a meter oh. thick, 
That's all. Meter thick for 310 oh. miles. But then, yeah. Um, so here's here's what they say. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot. Um, there would be a huge release of sulfur dioxide, and that would basically change our atmosphere to sulfur dioxide. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. So yeah, it'll smell yeah, like farts. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, we got- there would be a... a th- <laughs> <laughs> the, the the doctor uh who, who talks about this his name is oh gosh i got it right up here dr jerry zaba uh, or excuse me zaba z-a-b-a the z has something over it i haven't seen something with a z over it it's literally one dot over the z oh. um yeah uh he's in poland oh, well, there you go um yeah that's where it is um so uh so yes yeah, so yeah He's the one that says that about that's how that's how big it would be. And 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 uh, the sulfur dioxide would create a thin veil of sulfuric acid around the planet that would reflect light from the sun and would hang around for many years. I estimate that as a result of change of climate, about five billion would die from starvation. Cool. Thanks, Dr. Zaba. Cool. Yay. Zaba. Wonderful. What was it? What was it? Shaba. 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 Zaba, whatever. Uh, um, okay, so bring it into current day. Okay, you know, so what we're all worried about now is Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Um, so bef- in I think it was in 2020, or it, it was it was it was well before the Russia invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Um, somebody who was a former Russian military something who's now in the United States. It's kind of like, you know, a talking head kind of person, I believe. He actually said that one of their military targets is Yellowstone. Mother hell. That Russia might nuke Yellowstone. (laughs) Of course they would. Of course they would. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you never know what you can believe about all that kind of stuff. Oh, I'd believe that like, one because Putin's crazier and shit. So, yeah, and, and this this guy, uh, I'm not, I Sivkov is his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, he was uh, the Russian president of the Academy of Geopolitical Problems. Wrote an article for Russia media outlet VPK News that it would only take a quote small push to provoke an eruption at the United oh. States' most feared supervolcano. You know. I was getting ready to say you know that like when word gets out from that like study about how it's like oh there's a lot of pressure after all there you know like half of europe's like yes 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 erupt 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 <laughs> like russia is like hardcore rooting on yellowstone super volcano right yeah. now <laughs> yeah along with some other european countries and whatnot they're probably like yeah 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 <laughs> but here's my question so does it not freak you out a little bit hearing that though and knowing that what is it? Mono was is it Mono or whatever the one volcano in Hawaii? Mauna Loa. Mauna Loa. Yeah, yeah, there we go. It? Like yeah. it just erupted and it hadn't erupted in forever, and then Kilauea is erupted, and there's one in South America. That's, it's like, do we need to be it's worried about Yellowstone? Them- because they're saying because they're saying like the two in Hawaii and the one in South America are part of like the Ring of Fire or whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like, do we need to be concerned about Yellowstone now with that going on and then finding out this? And like, and you heard about that uh, rogue wave in Alaska. No. 
that like smacked into the side of a cruise ship, killed somebody, and like oh, injured three other. No. Like it was like a big road. So there could have been either uh, so there was probably a, a eruption, plate shift under sea in it, or yeah. something. Yeah, something that just all of a sudden, boom, rogue wave. Oh, wow. But um, speaking of waves, oh, perfect. Um, lake music. So this was kind of cool. I was like, okay, this this sounds cool. And so pretty much as early as they can remember, mm-hmm. there are – well, excuse me. As early as Europeans have been around. The white people. <laughs> the, yeah, white people have been around uh, the Yellowstone area. They have heard this like ethereal organ music as somebody's called it. Um, and it they don't know where it's coming from. What? And it tends to happen around Yellowstone Lake and around some of the other lakes in there. But, um, but so, excuse me, let me go back. It happens around Yellowstone Lake Mm -hmm. and, um, more, uh, some people have called, made it sound like metal cables crashing against each other or the sound of ducks over in flight overhead. And that's the thing. It sounds like it's coming from overhead and they don't know what it is. Okay. So it's not coming from within the water, like the blip. Have you ever heard of the blip? before no oh so was that a movie? no 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 so the blip is <laughs> it's a deep uh it's in like some of the deepest channels of the atlantic ocean they have caught on audio because they do like those like mics that are like submerged like for thousands upon thousands upon thousands of feet they've yeah. and through radar and stuff they've caught like these noises just look up sometime the blip yeah, and they okay. don't know what has created these noises. It's and they sound because hmm. they've said, "Oh, maybe it's like a deep diving whale or something like that," but it doesn't. It right. doesn't resemble any like underwater noises that are known currently. Huh. And it's it's like they even said, I think at one point they think it might be like a super deep water uh, squid of some type. Sorry to go on a tangent, huh. but that's where my brain yeah. went to. Um, because it literally, it just, it's this noise pretty much. It's like bloop, bloop, bloop. And it, they have it like for a couple of minutes in a like hmm. ongoing. So when you were talking about like, like noises, I was like, oh, is it like kind of like the blip or something? But it's really interesting. You got to look it up sometime. Yeah. Well, I think we'll, well, I mean, the crazy thing is, is that it, it would, it would sound like it was coming from overhead and then it would disappear. Okay. And then there's like nobody in the 18, well, it was like, I can't remember exactly when there's, there's, there's accounts of people hearing it and then it just stopped and then it came back and it's, there's all kinds of different stories about it. What it really sounds like it's, it could be the movement of basically frozen water like deep water that's inside this huge lake that is moving and as you know it's or 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 there's rock that's getting moved by this ice that's in the lake there's all kinds of different things they're they're talking about because it it happens a lot in the winter time which would make sense if it's frozen on top and that kind of thing because that thing's at almost eight thousand feet and there's something about the fact that since it's cool it would it would stay oh, the, whatever the sound it would be it like would kinda, pushed yeah. down. 
That makes sense. And there's all kinds of, I mean, the, the, it's one of those that like, it truly is like a mystery, but it really is just sounds like it's rocks and, and stuff just moving in this deep ass lake. Wow. A 1930 issue of popular science magazine cited mild earthquakes, their sounds <laughs> possibly magnified in underground caverns and temperature inversion above the lake affecting how the air conducts sound. There was a naturalist who worked there uh, who suggested that well, it was a oh. ranger who worked there um, who suggested in 1937 that horizontally moving whirlpools of air were to blame uh, formed by the air flowing down from nearby high peaks. Nobody has a real actual answer, but they said they haven't heard anything since the mm-hmm. mid 1960s. Oh, so that's the last that anybody heard any of the noise. Interesting. Yeah, and what's ramped up since then? Global warming. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You know, that does make sense about like it being heard in the winter more so because if you think I don't know I mean, I'm assuming same for where you live, but in the winter time here, especially, sound definitely carries way farther. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with like no leaves, leaves yeah, yeah, yeah. have fallen and all that. But I mean, it makes sense though if it's heard more so in the winter because one, frozen lake and, you know, stuff's naturally shifting underneath that lake. Yeah. And then two, sound carries further in the winter. So, or in colder months. So, um, let's go back to what I was talking about at the beginning. I've, I've got it written down here. <laughs> Uh, the Isla Lake. Um, I was about to say, where? Because <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We've been to super volcanoes. We've been to the zone of death. We've been, to, mean... we've been to dungeons. Yes. <laughs> we'll see if all that makes it in. Um, yeah, well. <laughs> let's see. Um, yeah, so throughout the year, the western end of Isla Lake flows into Firehole River, which meanders east to the Missouri and Mississippi Rivers. Okay. To the Gulf of Mexico and Atlantic Ocean. Um, that blows my mind. <laughs> in the spring, when it's swollen with snowmelt, the lake's eastern end drains into Shoshone Lake, then uh-huh. to Lewis Lake, the Snake. Okay. And then the Columbia, excuse me, the Lewis Snake and Columbia Rivers on its way to the Pacific. So, yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Um, it's one of only, I think it's one of only two known lakes that does that in the world. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, um, he, this guy, uh, Chittenden, he also was one of the first people to, uh, he, he named it in 1891. He's also mm-hmm. a, a person who heard the, the lake music and he's one of the people oh, who okay. used one of those. I, I probably used one of his descriptions whenever I was reading that out again, we'll have all the links at the, you know, um, oh yeah totally. there's there's so much on this thing. <laughs> there's so much even for my little short snippet i had like i think six different re- like sources oh, yeah. on that so yeah there's so much all right here's here's a here's oh one of those things you know i love so much recreational oh, darwinism oh i was you know what here's the thing i'm sitting here and i'm like i love hearing about the super volcano don't get me wrong yeah. love it yeah. i love hearing about the zone of death because I've heard so much about it before and I just think it's very interesting. And I loved even the dungeon story because that just flabbergasted me. It happened in the mountains. I'm sitting of the here Appalachia. thinking though. Yeah. And I'm sitting here just thinking, I'm like this man, 
I've known him for a while now, mm-hmm. and he is constantly talking about recreational Darwinism. And if he don't bring up recreational Darwinism <laughs> at some point during this story, I am going to be sorely disappointed. <laughs> uh, for people who aren't familiar, it's basically just people doing dumb shit. Yeah, um, in national parks usually. Yeah, and usually in national parks or just doing something recreational that gets you killed or gets you maimed or gets you gored. Yeah. And uh, so – up first, geyser deaths. Um, oh, God, yeah. They really honestly have only had 20 since it became a lake. I mean, <laughs> since it became a park. Um, of geyser deaths? Yeah, that's all they know of so okay. far, 20 geyser deaths. Um, there's a lot of uh, cautionary tales on their website, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, one of the most recent ones, I think there's been one more recent than 2016. That's what this. That's what I have, the most mm-hmm. recent thing. I feel like we saw somebody die either this year or last year. But um, so this one guy slipped in. Um, and uh, yeah, so, I mean, these guys you're falling into are about 250 degrees and they're, they're not they're not like 250 degrees of water. It's 250 degrees mm-hmm. of like sulfuric. You know, it's it's. Yeah. It's a volcano underneath it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how we have geysers. <laughs> yeah. So it's not just like, you know. Uh, like there, there, it is literally just story after story after story of people who, um, like this one guy went in after his friend's dog and he, when he went to get out, he stood up and, and he used his hands on the boardwalk to get out and his hands were still there when he got up and got started walking. And then basically his calves filleted off. No. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and he said, Well, I don't think I should have done that. And then he died. Well, yeah, you died. Yeah. Yeah. God. Um, so yeah, like somebody went in, went after a dog. Uh all these different pools. I mean, um So we're talking about like the, the thermal pools and the geysers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pools, geysers, yeah. any anything that just like, you know, that that's like there's a lot of boardwalks. And you hear yeah. a lot of st- – and people will see – People do stupid shit. <laughs> well, they see this crust, but they, they think it's they think it's dirt or land, but it's just no. a thin crust going out to this geyser or this, you know, thermal Ugh. pool. And always someone winds up in, in it. it. It cracks. Yeah. They fall through. They think they can get back. They can't. They, they boil to death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The thing that I, this is one thing that like, oh God, one guy went in after a dog. No, excuse me. A dog went in and uh, couldn't get the dog out. And it was in a, it was actually in like a, like a tube almost. It wasn't really like a big pool. It was something like that. And what they said was, is it was like, oh my God. They said that anything that ever goes into one of these kind of tube sulfuric, boiling tubes the next day a slick of oil always comes up that's it which is fat yeah it's just the fat bubbling up to the top yeah and it's just like oh my god and that's that's it that's it and you're just like oh my god but always there's someone from some other country usually I don't mean that. I'm, that's not a slight. It's just probably a communication thing, just being in a different place. And yeah. someone steps over the boardwalk, you know, railing and goes like out. Like a dumb. And yeah. Ugh. 
but what they do, you know, what they do want to remind you of, we do have 4 million visitors a year and we've only had 20 deaths over the, you know, the life of the park. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's always has to do with the boardwalk. It's rare that it, it was an accident. It's usually someone just getting off of the boardwalk. Yeah. There's not many backcountry stories of people falling into things. Mm-hmm. I feel like 2016 is far off because I vividly remember just a couple months ago they found a foot yeah that's in right. its shoe in one of the geyser pools that's right they did yeah and this was literally within the past three months or something yeah that was and they re- knew who it was from it was from a woman who had died in one of those yeah i think they figured it out like a day or so later or something like yeah that. yeah yeah so i feel like 2016 is like mm, are we sure about that one because a yeah. foot would not last in that geyser pool for that there's long. probably some more i i I, I probably was just lazy and just found a, a pretty good definitive list. <laughs> I mean, it literally is just like 20-something-year-old boy, 20-something-year-old boy, 9-year-old boy. Um, I read this. God, this is – I'm going to say this. Dennis Martin? Was it Dennis Martin in this? <laughs> Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, it was Dennis Martin. Um, yeah. This this is – I believe this is from the National Park site. That Someone took this from the National Park site. Uh-huh. So, in 1970, a nine-year-old boy from New York tripped on the boardwalk in the Old Faithful area. Um, The boy fell into scalding waters and swam a couple of strokes before tragically sinking in front of his family. Oh, my God. I didn't need to know about the couple of strokes. No. (laughs) That poor baby. Like I said, that his parents watching him better i don't know but it was just like a couple of strokes before tragically sinking like yeah they say it like that it makes them makes me think oh he did the backstroke a little bit and then he boiled it's like why do we gotta say that like why can't we just say he fell in was not able to be rescued yeah i mean Uh, come on don't give us that vivid vision lord have mercy grizzly bear attacks yeah um Honestly, only since Yellowstone was established, only eight people have been killed by bears in the park. Really? Now, that is surprising to me, especially like kind of back in the earlier days and stuff. Yeah. Like you would think it would be way more. More people drown in the park than than, than, than get killed by bears. The most recent one happened in 2015. The hiker was by themselves in the park. They encountered a female grizzly with two cubs. The mother killed the hiker. And uh, yeah. Um, 2011, a day hiker was killed by a grizzly bear on on the mountain, on the Mary Mountain Trail in Hayden Valley. Um, and then one month prior to that, another hiker was killed by a female bear with two cubs. So, see, that's the thing. Like most bear, ta- and this is like for, let's be honest, all species of bear usually, mm-hmm. or at least the ones in North America. That's the only ones I'll speak on. Usually, anytime somebody gets attacked by a bear. Why is it? It's because it's a mama with cubs. And you've gotten in between the two. I've told that on here, haven't I? I know I've told it on Pox and Puss, but I've told you like that the I had a bear oh, like yeah, no, three you, feet in front think, of me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not long ago, I think. One of the more recent episodes. Yeah, yeah but I mean, that's just the... This, po- this podcast matter. is quickly going to turn into, did I say this or not? <laughs> did I say that? <sighs> I mean, we're coming. I mean, this will be a year. It'll be, tw- it it'll be 12 is. months of, yeah. 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 Oh, look at us. I haven't done anything for a year straight, and I don't know how long. <laughs> Consistently. I've kept you on track. <laughs> yeah. So, so, you know, I was, I was still trying to find as much as I could about mysteries. And 
literally there's this page on the Yellowstone website and it's like mysteries of Yellowstone. I was like, perfect. Where have you been for the Wonderful. past, you know, month? And uh, <laughs> well, I've been trying to research your shit. <laughs> yeah. And especially on the day I'm trying to cram before it. And yeah. um, I was like, perfect. This is great. And so I go to this page and it shows this big ballroom that's in like, you know, the Yellowstone Lodge or something like that, you know. And and so, uh, yeah, it's this big, you know, big whatever, you know, and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like some uh, some shining shit here, you know, like, you know, you've been here the entire <laughs> time, <laughs> you know. And so I was like, OK, it's big ballroom. OK. And so. I'm going to go ahead and save everybody here a click. Um, (laughs) So basically one night, 80 people who work there got sick, like very violently ill. And then the next day, even I mean, I'm talking like 80 people got sick. And so 80 employees. And so then the next day there was something like 200 people plus employees were now sick. Oh, wow. And so they were like, wait a minute. And and, and, and there was like, there, were, there weren't enough people to serve the people who were there. Yeah. And so there were like complaints about service. And it was like, well, we don't have anybody. Everybody's sick. And so they, they pretty much <laughs> Sounds thought, like the pandemic. <laughs> right. And so they thought like, oh, oh, it must be. They were like, we have ice cream and something else. And that's the only thing we could, we could think of that went bad or something like that. So they test that. Well, that, that winds up not being bad. And then people in outlying areas in the park and other, like, like some people weren't even like staying in the hotel. Some people were campers that would come in to eat or come Mm -hmm. into the lodge or whatever. These people were showing up sick. And so they're just like, when was this again? 1929. Typhoid Mary, is that you? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot when it was. It was like 1932. It was somewhere around the Great Depression. I mean, you know, it was someplace yeah. horrible. And um, and so they, they were like, oh, wait a minute. It can't be food if these people from outlying areas are getting it. Yeah. And I'm not kidding you. I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing here. But one of the things that they say in here about this, this story that is on mm-hmm. the mysteries of the Yellowstone page, and is also the only story on that page. Uh, One of the mysteries is how mysteriously it disappeared so quickly. <laughs> These people got the norovirus. You know, I mean, that's all it is. I mean, it it, yeah. it happens every year on the Appalachian Trail. These people just are are packed in. And, you know, you can't practice 100% great hygiene out there. And so somebody gets mm-hmm. sick and they, before you know it, everybody has a norovirus like they're on a cruise ship. And it, it yeah. happens every single year. So that's all that happened. And it, but that was a mystery of the Yellowstone on their National Park website. And it was like, Lame. and I'm like scrolling like, wait, there's got to be more at the, there's not, there's not more underneath this. It, it blew me away that there weren't like stories of i don't know like mount shasta where there's like things flying into it i i did there must be other stuff but yeah um, but yeah I, i'm not trying to sound like we didn't pre- present a whole lot of crap here but it, it's just really kind of a uh <laughs> you know oh, oh i know what i was gonna say was that I, I was looking at um 
I went to one of the things that led me to was the National Parks Cold Case website. So they have a whole website that's devoted to cold cases. And guess who's on there? Guess who's on there? Number, you? number one. No. Number one. Uh, our number one. Our number one. De- Dennis. Dennis. Oh. Yeah. He's uh he's second from the bottom. I sent you the other guy. His name is uh oh, what's his name? I I just I don't have my phone in front of me. I've I've got it right here. His last name is Bizzop. I think his name is Billy Bizzop. And Bizzop. guess what? He was what? in the Rocky Mountain National Park and uh-huh. he disappeared. Okay. And uh all these people came out to find him. They couldn't find him. They searched everywhere. He was on, you know, they searched the campsite, they searched everything. Guess where they found him? Where they had searched a million times. Like basically like at the campsite, just dead in, in the woods. But, you know, hey, he didn't have to see his grandma. <laughs> so, hey, he didn't have to poop on paper. He didn't have to poop on and- paper. <laughs> Bringing it back for y'all. Pooping on oh. the paper just because it made you laugh so hard the last oh, time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Grandma Cappy didn't make him poop on a paper. Oh. But he did die. Yeah. Yeah. Granny <laughs> Bizzop. Granny Bizzop. He probably would have rather pooped on a piece of paper than die. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so I, I went on there and, I, and, and, and you know what? Like, I, I've been to Yosemite. I've never been to mm-hmm. Yellowstone. And so okay. um, I've... I really had to write all this down so I didn't say Yosemite a million times. And, and maybe I did say it throughout <laughs> this. I don't think that I did. But maybe I don't think I did. I, you ever did once. So good job. I tried. Yeah. But the, in casual conversation with my wife, like she corrects me like three out of five times that I'm trying to say Yellowstone. Um, I say Yosemite. Yeah. But anyway, so when I was scrolling through, I was like, let me just count how many are in Yellowstone. And I'm going, bam, bam, bam. Wow. There's a lot of them. And I wrote about this one like. It was like, it wasn't a mystery. It, it was like, it was like they found him dead down the river. He had drowned. And it was like, well, yeah, he was wearing hip waders. He probably got water in his hip waders and, and he was, you know, drugged downstream, you know, anyway. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, but so um, I realized all those Yellowstones I was counting were Yosemites. So um, on the National Park cold case <laughs> site, um, there are only two cold cases in Yellowstone compared with 11 in Yosemite. Um, really? Yeah, there's more cold wow. cases in in the Great Smoky Mountains and even more recent um, uh, than there are in, in Yellowstone. I think the last Yellowstone disappearance was like 1981. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, I just tweeted out a picture of the guy. Uh, it's from the, the, the website, the, the, you know, if you've seen it. Says he's forty one. He looks like he's fifty five years old. But I guess it's just how old people. That's how people were in nineteen eighty one. They just looked like they were yeah. old. But um, yeah. So there there really aren't that many. Uh, there aren't that many cold cases in Yellowstone. Only two. That's very surprising. Yeah, yeah. Just huh. and, and and they're all like literally like somebody went for a hike and they didn't come back. Yeah. And you know sometimes their stuff's found. Um, this guy, it was, he and his dog are gone, but, uh, so who knows, you know? Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, let's see. I think that's all I have. I ended it on a, eh. (laughs) On a, eh? Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's funny. I think, um, 
up front, I up front at the end here. Um, I've never watched the show Yellowstone, and I, I understand you like it. <laughs> yes, I might be slightly obsessed with it. <laughs> so, it, let's just go ahead and say spoiler alert for Yellowstone. Fast forward like a minute. It does something happen in the dead zone on Yellowstone? No. In the zone of death? No. Okay. Right. No, nothing happens in the zone of death. Well, then no spoilers. <laughs> no, no spoilers. You know what you should have done? You should have just told a spoiler. I mean, I could. I will say this. In the most recent, like in the current season that's running, they kill four or five Yellowstone wolves on the Dutton Ranch and they dispose of their bodies in the place where they dispose of all the bodies because yeah and then they put the collars the tracking collars on like pieces of wood and float them down the yellowstone river and they get caught and like the park service people find them and yada yada and so that's like a little storyline that's going on currently so yeah i just spoiled it for some people i remember hearing someone describe it as uh country ozark yeah i've never watched ozark but yeah i could probably see that it's that sounds like something like that's how an episode would end you know, like, oh, the park rangers find the dead. You know, they find the things yeah. floating down the river. Like, there'd be something that would yeah, that would make someone now, think I will Marty's say, doing you something. You know what? And this is not a spoiler, because if, if people have watched Yellowstone up to this point, they talk about it in every season at some point. So they have something called the quote-unquote train station. And what it is, when there is somebody that they need to get rid of, gone. So they take them to this point that is literally, like, right at the border like it's on a road but it's um or off a road it's right at the border of like wyoming and montana and they will off that person and just dump them over the cliff and like apparently the dutton family has been doing this for years upon years upon years and like nobody has found the bodies i guess because it's not a really traveled road or something yeah so maybe that's why you're thinking that well, well, there's one thing that I, I didn't mention that's just, I mean, there's a million things I didn't mention that, but um, yeah. most of Yellowstone has not been explored. Like, like I don't know. Really? I, I don't know if like over 50%, but like it said much mm-hmm. of it has not been explored. Yeah. And um, so it wouldn't surprise me if like some, there was just something. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm talked out now. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, bravo, sir. Thank you. I know that Thank Yellowstone you. is a... One of my best. Wait, what a way to kick off a year. <laughs> Happy New Year. Yeah. Wait, we're not there yet. Yeah, no, we're no, not no. There yet. no. No, we've got to do another one of these this month. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe that we are literally coming up on a year of doing this. Like, that's so awesome. I know. And it's been a fucking year, too. And I can't believe... It has believe... been a hell of a year. I, honestly... I'm proud of us. I have, I have like, <laughs> horrible flashbacks to, like... March, April, May, like that was just, yeah. uh, and then June didn't go so well. Honestly, it wasn't until like, uh, I'm not even going to say, because it'll it'll just happen as soon as like, we finish here. Something bad mm-hmm. will happen. It's just the way it's but. been. That's just the way it's been this year. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I honestly can't believe it's been a year either. I was thinking about that. I was like, wait a minute, we're coming up. Because I was like, we record, because yeah. we released our first one on December New 31st. Eve. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Which is also Georgia's birthday. Uh, my doggo. Yeah. <laughs> that and her adoption day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh God. Okay. So we've rambled way longer than you guys have actually heard. And, no. Yeah. Uh, like, we we've been ramble rambling. There's a bunch of stuff that's not going to be making it in, and <laughs> sorry should, that should not make <laughs> should it. Should not. <laughs> um. Real names. Uh, anyway. Uh, 
But uh, let's see. I'll just say that you can find me at Pox Holiday on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and probably Pinterest, and maybe OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Before I go there, I have to yes. tell you about a real life thing that happened. Okay. Um, out of nowhere, somebody on Facebook, my personal Facebook, mm-hmm. changed their profile pic- picture recently. And I was like, is that? And, and, and I think they changed their last name. And I saw you tweet about this. <laughs> and it was kind of like, is that? And, and, and I, and I, I think they might have changed their last name. And I was like, did they get married or what's that? And the next day, they posted a thing about how they were hosting Dirty Santa's Little Helper. I, oh I'm guessing, God. like, probably on, like, Jeez. it had, like, times. So I'm guessing, like, you know, like, probably webcam or something like that. I feel like I need you to screenshot this and send it to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, on one side of the panel was the the dates and times. And there were some scratched out like, uh-huh. oh, these these times have been taken. Yeah. And um, and then on the left hand side were her wrists bound together with lit up Chris, white Christmas oh, lights. No. But just oh, like, no, no, no. Her face isn't in any of these pictures. But it's just like, what? Um, You realize this is your personal Facebook, right? This isn't your, like, I'm not. Like, I'm going to bet she did not realize that. I hope not. But like, it had like three likes and I'm like. Oh, no. (laughs) That's when you're like, I don't want to see you like this. But I think I saw it early on. (laughs) I'm sure it probably received more likes later. But oh, um, uh, I saw it early on, but it was just like, oh, oh okay. Oh, my. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I have a podcast called The Pox and Post Podcast. Yes. <laughs> and um, uh, like we said, every uh, every weekday on YouTube, uh, Pox and Puss, I am putting up a classic episode. I have redone the audio on the YouTube ones. Haven't redone Ooh. all the audio on uh, other ones. Um, if they were recorded shittily back then, like they were ten years ago, they <laughs> just they just sound louder, shittier now. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not really like that. They, they they're improved. The sound is improved. Where it can yeah. be improved, it's been improved. But um, yeah. So that's really it for me. Okay. Um, you can find me um on Twitter and Instagram at. Hey, that Nikki. Oh, God. Hey, that Nikki and I, KKI. And that's all you get from me. Um, I do have a previous podcast, the Appalachian Crime Trail. You can find that still on podcasting platforms and all that fun shit. And you can find us at In the Pines Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and of course, your favorite podcasting platform so Ta-da! Mm-hmm. we did it we did it and <laughs> only three and a half hours listen i had a blast i'm not gonna lie it was fun <laughs> i love you and i'll apologize now because i'm the you were like i don't know what to write about and i was like do yellowstone do the zone of death go for it and you're like all right <laughs> and then you messaged me a couple days later 
And you're like, uh, and I was like, you got this, bro. You got this. I was one of those where I was just like, I'm going to take my lumps on this one. I'm going to take my yeah. lumps. Uh, I'm going to do it. And uh, But I really think Yosemite might be one worth doing with 11 cold cases. That um, There's a future episode right there, probably, Yosemite. I have one in mind for uh, next month. And um, we we probably going to come back here to go WV. Oh, it's yeah. for Jenny. Oh, nice. So uh, if I have my way and if I can figure out the logistics of a couple things I want to do with it. Uh, we, we might be coming back to West Virginia next month. Just heads up. <laughs> All right. I'll just so, rehash what I did before. There you go. <laughs> well, it'll be a different part of West Virginia. So you'll Damn have it. to look at that. So. I'll just research pepperoni rolls. Yeah, there you go. Pepperoni rolls for days. I still got to send you and your wife some, but <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. That is us. That's us. So, so goodbye. How do we end this thing? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Some... It's, by the way, it's eleven o'clock at night, guys. So <clears throat> yeah. we're, we've lost we've, our minds. We've officially gone past eleven now. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, some people go in the woods to make memories, and some people walk into the woods to be forgotten. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Generic music. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I don't know.